Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who gather each week to be an inquiry and dialogue on living the spiritual life. We're all on the spiritual path, growing in our understanding of ourselves and others, and moving from being complainers to being empowered to simply being. We know that we can't change the world unless we change ourselves. Welcome to the forum. Welcome to the Spiritual Forum, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. I want to remind you of a few things. If you want to go on the spiritualforum.org, you can subscribe to our newsletter and you'll learn about every new episode that comes out and plus read a blog post if I've published one recently. And there's also information about the weekly prayer calls that I hold and also a thought for the day or affirmation for the week is in the newsletter. Also, I want to announce that the Spiritual Forum is co-hosting a Whole Planet Spirituality Retreat at Unity Village in October, and information can be found on the website, thespiritualforum.org slash retreat, and I hope you consider that for one of the highlights of your lives this year. Today, I'm with Joshua Bloom, and let me tell you just a little bit about him. Joshua is the author of The Authentic Answer is Inside, and he's the executive producer of the movie of the same name. Through his work in quantum energy transformation, he has developed a way of being that grounds the body into a state of wellness. Quantum energy transformation is based on the science of quantum physics and the cellular biology research of Bruce Lipton. It works at the higher levels of energy to create deep energy movement at the cellular level of the body for natural healing and transformation. And unlike other modalities, this process transforms trauma fast and easy. Joshua's sole purpose, S-O-U-L purpose, and passion is to empower empaths and intuitives to unlock and own their authentic power and to turn their potential into lasting paradigm shifts. Welcome, Joshua. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, glad to have you here as well. I really want to learn more about quantum energy transformation and how it's based on quantum physics and how you do your healing and all of that. But first, I, I think it'd be interesting if you could let us know a little bit about the journey you've been on and um, what your own personal healing story is. Well, I have been on a journey, <laughs> that's for sure. Many years ago, I felt just fine, and then one moment later, everything started to crash. I started to get anxiety attacks, and I didn't know how to deal with them, and they would show up when I least expected them, and in situations that you wouldn't normally expect to have an anxiety attack, and I was concerned. They got so bad that eventually I became scared to be alone hmm. in any environment that I was in whether that was home or anywhere else, um, just everything started to be very difficult for me. There was even a time where I couldn't leave my house to go outside and more than walk around my house. You know, I, I had to, you know, walking around the block was even kind of scary. But that all changed when I was able to uh, join a hypnosis center as a practitioner. 
mm. helping other people. And what I did was, um, well, you know, first I went to the hypnosis center for help, actually. And when I realized that I had as much or more training than they did, I realized I should probably, um, that they probably can't help me, actually, and that I should probably go ahead and uh, offer my help to them which I did. And because I was around people at that time when I was scared to be alone, that kind of helped with, with that piece. And so I started to see clients and I took them through some things that looked like it was hypnosis, but they were more quantum in nature, more cellular energy movement in the body. And so when I did this uh, work with them, I started to notice very, very quick and fast changes that were remarkable to myself. I was, I was stunned many times about the results that we were getting, and I wasn't sure what I was doing <laughs> to actually get these results. Okay. The first client that I had, her name was Casey Craig. And she came in dragging her foot behind and making it very difficult for her to even just, you know, walk just to the room to sit in the chair and speak with me. And when she came in, I said, oh, my, what did, what did I get myself into? This lady looks not so great. She kind of looks like she's a mess. And, and how, how am I going to help her? So when she came in, I asked her what she wanted to work on. And she said she wanted to work on this thing called fibromyalgia. Well, I was really new at the time. I had no idea what that was. You know, fibromyalgia is pain in the legs and um, your legs are heavy and many times you can't sleep and you can't get out of bed and all this kind of stuff happens. And so when this happened, when she talked to me about this, I mean, what happened was I was very, um, I, I, did, I mean, she had to tell me everything because I didn't know anything about fibromyalgia, but she did say it was incurable. And it was a syndrome. And I said, okay, I, I get it. I, I understand. <clears throat> so what I did was um, I asked her a question or two. And when I asked her this one specific question, I remember her starting to cry. And at that moment, I sat with her. And I took her through the quantum energy transformation process and helped her move the energy at the cellular level of the body. And then she looked at me and said, it left my body. And I said, oh, what left your body? And she said, the fibromyalgia left my body. I felt it leave. And at that point, I didn't know who was the crazy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that, I thought, she just told me this is incurable. And, and this only took four minutes, by the way. So in four minutes, she's telling me that it's gone. And I'm, I don't know what to say about that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm taking it back. And at the same time, you know, she's telling me she has a success. So I want to be on board with that. So I'm telling her, listen, I get it. You're, you're feeling better and I'm happy for you. And I'm, I'm proud of what you just did. She said, yeah, I feel really great. So at the end of the session, cause we, we spoke for a little bit of time after that. And then she decided to leave. And when she left, she wasn't dragging her foot behind in the same way she was when she walked in. It improved greatly in just that moment. I was shocked at what had happened. So the next day I spoke with her on the phone. She said, I haven't been grounded like this in my, in my entire life. 
She had fibromyalgia for 16 years, and in four minutes, her life changed right before my eyes and her eyes as well. And when that happened, it was it, it, it threw me in such a way that made me realize, well, if she can do this, I can do it too. If she can make such a dramatic change with an incurable syndrome, then I can get rid of my anxiety. So many people would say that I helped Casey Craig, but really, more than anything, she has helped me. And so with that new belief, with the belief that I know I can now make the changes myself, I continued to help other people getting similar changes. People came in with migraine headaches or with pain or whatever it may be for them, even anxiety. And when people came in with those issues, what was so powerful was that they also happened very quickly. And shortly after that, I shifted my anxiety issues and now became the me I am today. Okay, so I've got a few questions because I just want to make sure I've got this right. Um, you start experiencing this anxiety kind of out of the blue, anxiety attacks. You went to this hypnosis center thinking they could help you, but then it turns out, I guess you've had some, some skill as a hip, hypnotic practitioner prior to that, right? Is that right? Yeah, so because I had this issue... I'm kind of a go-getter kind of person. Yeah. So I went and I took classes okay. in neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, um, all sorts of things. Okay. Reiki, um, millions of transformation, um, actually not different millions, modalities. 20 different yeah. modalities. Yeah. And I learned so many, it feels like millions. And I, I didn't know how to use them. So in the hypnosis center, what I really gained from it was a lot of practice and understanding how I could use certain pieces from one modality, mix it with another modality, and see how that works even better than it was designed in the first place. Okay. So I was seeing what worked and what didn't work, and that's how I did it. Okay, so I just want to pause for a minute and reflect on this for the listeners, because what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is you had a, a problem yourself, and you were led to go to this hypnosis center for a reason, but that reason kind of turned upside down in a way. When it, and the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this is because I think it's a really good example of being led to take action and not really knowing why you're taking that action, but you take that action. You think it's going to lead to A, but it leads to B, and then it leads to C, and then now your life is you know, taking off in a different direction. But it sounds like you were really following some intuitive sense of, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. Is that right? Yeah, I was certainly guided yeah. to go to this hypnosis center. And even though when I went to, the, I mean, I did a session with the, with the lady who owned the center and I knew what she was doing because I was trained in all the things she was trained in. Uh -huh. So I knew what she was attempting to do, but it wasn't working for me because maybe I knew too much. Maybe she didn't know enough. I don't really know. But I realized at that moment while I was in that session that this, this wasn't going to work. And that's unfortunate. But I also noticed that her place was a mess and there was very little organization. She needed help. I mean, I, uh -huh, I mean it yeah. was very obvious when I walked in there. And so I offered to help her. And I started out actually not as 
a practitioner. I started out doing sales and I started talking to people when they came in and introducing the center to them and, and talking to them about, well, maybe we can help you. And, and, and the owner was doing the sessions until okay. one day, <laughs> until one day the owner double booked herself okay. for the second time Coincidence. with the same yeah. person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when that happened, she called me in and said, I'm in trouble. Can you see one of the, one of the people? Okay. And I said, sure. So when I did that, this lady had anxiety, which is kind of funny <laughs> because okay. I, was, I was dealing with that same issue. But oh, well. <laughs> I was able to sit with her and because I'm an empath and I can feel everything that's going on in her body, I was able to know what's, what was going on and how to resolve it. And in 45 minutes, I was able to resolve her anxiety issue right then and there. And when, we, when she left, she wanted to speak to the owner after I did the work with her. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what did I do this time? You know? right. And so she went and she, she met with the owner and she said, you, you need to keep him. He's amazing. I, I, I've never felt like this in my life. It's just so powerful what he did with me. And, and what did you so, do with her? You I took her through what I now call a guided connection. Okay. And what that is, is a way of getting into the body. It's, it's, it sounds like hypnosis or meditation, but it's more of a way of getting into the body and connecting with your entire system. And when you get into the body and connect with the system, um, instead of using language patterns, which you would use in hypnosis, I'm using a way to get her to move energy. So okay. I'm using my language to move energy at the cellular structure of the body to create a cellular or quantum change. And when we do that, that's when it, the, the energy shifts and moves. It either releases and leaves the body or it transforms and doesn't leave the body, but it's different. And when that happens, the person is not functioning in the same way they were functioning before. They have a much different outlook and, and experience because the energy in their body shifts, then sends a message to the brain that this shift has occurred, and now they no longer have that um, issue that they were dealing with. So is this is kind of based on the idea that illness are, is energy uh, that's stuck or something. Yes. Well, not necessarily stuck, but it's definitely energy. Okay. It's energy that needs that. Well, but I guess I use stuck because you use the word move. Um, so Ooh, it's, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. So I don't, it may it's not unprocessed. be processed. Okay. Unprocessed so energy. People, okay. Go ahead. If you're a kid and mm-hmm. you fell off the swings and you hurt your elbow, and then some kids laughed at you, and then you're like really, really mortified about the whole thing and ran mm-hmm. to mom or dad, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as a kid, we don't process that because there's too much going on. There's emotional stuff, there's physical hurt, there's all this, and you know, mom or dad holds you and makes you feel better, but you still have that trauma that occurred. And so that trauma is stored in the cells of your body as packets of information. And that information is not processed yet. It's okay. not, um, it's not really resolved. It's there. So then when other similar experiences happen, maybe, I don't know, maybe as a teenager, you go in and, um, you walk in and do a, do a speech in front of somebody and somebody laughs at you and it brings back that same thing that you had when you fell off the swings. You see what I mean? Right, it all right. comes together and then it, it reinforces that issue. And that issue now gets be- bigger 
And now it causes a problem where you don't want to speak in front of people or do other, other things that might be similar that make you feel mortified when people laugh at you. So we can move that energy at the cellular structure of the body. And when we move it, the energy transforms, becomes something different and or leaves the body. And, and then it's just not there anymore. Okay. So when you don't have the when you don't have that that pain in the body anymore, that issue, then you can't respond to it. Okay. So, like in your example, uh, you had these anxiety attacks. That was that some sort of um, built up um, unprocessed energy from trauma, past trauma. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so and, and that was you were unaware of it, but it, it probably was building up over over time and over time and over time until suddenly, boom! It wants to make itself known. <laughs> oh yeah, and these things we forget. We lose the pop popcorn trail to these events that we've had in our life, especially if they happened when we were little kids. Right. You know, I mean, I was adopted. Okay. So, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> okay, I was a baby when I was adopted, but you know what? They did not have me bond with my mother because that would be cruel to the mom to have her hold the baby and then take the baby away, right? Right. They've gone through a, a lot of different ways of dealing with adoption <laughs> in the yes, last 50, exactly. 60 years. Yeah. They yeah. A lot. Especially at that time when I was adopted, um, they, they, they didn't have her bond with me. And therefore, that's stored in the cells of my body. Right. I, th I think it's and interesting. So, People don't think that things that happen to them as a baby, like they can't remember it, so it's not a problem. But that doesn't mean it's not in, stored in your memories or something. Well, according to Dr. Bruce Lipton, not just things that happen to you as a baby, but things that happen to your parents mm -hmm. are gifted to you mm -hmm. in the womb. So you actually have some of the issues and some of the, some of the information from your parents um, going back in, in time, I think it's I think it's a year, if I'm not mistaken, um, of of your parents because you you know you get your the immune system, you get um, also the issues and and stuff because you're you're born into this world with the understanding that you will be able to survive. So you're given some of these things for survival means, mm -hmm. but some of that information becomes obsolete. You don't need it anymore, but we're holding on to it. We're carrying it with us like baggage everywhere we go. So quantum energy transformation helps you move that energy to transform it or release it so that you become um, a person who no longer requires those issues anymore. Okay. And it sounds like you were trained in lots of different modalities. And when you had this woman come in, Casey, was that her name? Yeah, Casey Craig. Okay, Casey, when she came in, were you just, just trying out different modalities and just, or, or did you have like a, a plan or was it something like you tried this, you tried that and oh my gosh, look what happened? Well, at first I thought Casey was coming in to work on weight loss because okay. that's what her file said. Okay. And that was one area I had no training in. So the thing was, is that Casey asked me to work with her. She like requested me at the desk. I didn't know that, but she requested me and that's why she became my client. And so when I got her file and I thought she was going to work on weight loss, I really got scared because I didn't know what to do with her because I didn't know how to deal with weight loss. It wasn't something at the time I wasn't trained in it. And so I, I was kind of scared to, to meet her. Then when she came in, that didn't help because she was <laughs> dragging her foot behind. Yeah. And it was, and I'm like, 
well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this lady, but, but I know that I feel very uncomfortable about this whole thing. And so then I met her. She was, she was a wonderful woman. And when I spoke with her, about it. She said she wanted to work on fibromyalgia. It was an incurable syndrome. I actually felt relief. I said, she can't expect much. You know what I mean? She can't, right, right, know, right. It's incurable. Right. She came in for weight loss. I might be in trouble, but she can't expect much if it's an incurable syndrome. I said, okay. So I relaxed, which is probably the best thing because I didn't really, I didn't really um, analyze it. I just said, okay, right. great. I'll help you with that. And when, and so I didn't have any particular thing in mind with her because it kind of happened organically. She started to cry when I asked her a question. I didn't think it was a crying question, but obviously it was. <laughs> and so and was, did, did the that, question touch on something in her past, something like that? Touch it on it did. I said to her, what was it? I was like, when, when you remember that you realized that something was wrong and you had fibromyalgia, not when the doctor said it, but when you felt it before even going to the doctor, what was going on in your life at the time? That's all I asked her. And when I, and she said, nobody has ever asked me that question before. And then she just started to cry. Okay. And at that point, the energy was showing up. Okay. And I said, well, what an opportunity. So I held her hands and I said, we're going to get through this. And I helped her move this. This energy was already moving because she was crying. And so therefore I helped her move the energy even more through the process of quantum energy transformation. Which and you was talk about the, you talk about this as a process, but was it a process at the time? It wasn't really. It became the process later. I had I had learned some basic information about quantum healing. Okay. Um, basically, right before this, before I went to this um, hypnosis center, and then I also was trained in neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and and all sorts of other things like Reiki and and all that. But I I just used all of what I know. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that we just needed to move the energy. The energy was coming up. We just needed to move the energy. Okay. And I know how to do that. I know how to move the energy. So I guided her to move the energy. She did. But when that happened, honestly, I mean, I've had some spectacular things happen before this, but not like this spectacular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, this is just sort of my mind couldn't get around that this really happened mm-hmm. because it was so shocking in four minutes you know, 16 years of, of not being able to get out of bed and having fibromyalgia and suffering was all gone in just four minutes. Mm-hmm. Just life-changing for her, but life-changing for me. So life-changing. A change, it changed my life. I think I want to mention something here also. A lot of people have an issue about, I need to make sure that I'm, um, I fix myself or heal myself first and then I'm going to become a practitioner in something and then help other people. For me, I found that helping others, and they were a mirror to me, changed my life. Had I not done that, I wouldn't have changed my life. Yeah. I needed to see and prove to myself that other people were able to do it before I would even consider the possibility that it could work for me. I find truthfully that people don't believe that they can heal or change or, or transform themselves. And what's great about quantum energy transformation, belief isn't required. You don't have to believe that it works. And believe you me, I didn't believe it. Anyway, so that was, that was already in place. I did not believe that I could do it. 
I just thought the rest of my life I was going to be anxious. I was going to be moving through my life and get anxiety attacks. Um, at times, I didn't even know when they would show up. Um, and especially when I was driving or if I was alone. And that was a really difficult way to live life. And so when I realized how I was doing it with the clients and developed quantum energy transformation at that moment, I said, oh, well, I know what I'm doing now. I can do it with myself. And so I did. So belief isn't required. So you're, you're, you're stating that you didn't have to believe that you could be healed? Yes. And actually, I find that most people who have come to see me, if not all, don't really believe that they can change their life so dramatically or heal their issues. I, I, feel, I feel where many people are scared, like I was, you know, scared to, to um, even consider that, that I didn't have to be anxious anymore. I mean, I could live my life differently and not have anxiety. Why do they come, why they come to you, though, if they don't believe that they can be healed? They think it's possible and they have a hope. Okay, okay. But they don't necessarily believe that they can do it. A lot of people, you know, believe that um, they got to go get help. They got to go to somebody to get help. So usually by the time they get to me, people have... Um, people have gone through a lot of other things that didn't work. Right. And then they come to me, you know, I'm the cookie one. <laughs> right. So they come <laughs> to me and they say, I've tried everything else. Now I'm going to do the cookie thing. And so they, I work with them and then we, we, you know, I asked them, I always ask them. So, so what do you think? How do you, how do you think you're going to do with this process? And most people are like, well, I hope it's going to work. You know, I've tried everything. You know, they've tried so many things. They've tried everything else, yeah. That hasn't worked. Their belief is already, it's not, this is not going to work either, but I have to try. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it's almost in like the, it's the fortitude of the spirit that helps the the healing, mm. at least to begin. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that many of these people who would come to you have gone to lots of medical professionals. Is that true? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm really kind of interested in, I mean, if, if, illness, if illness is, at least in large part, these pockets of energy that are, need to be moved and they're, they're rooted in, in trauma, and I think there's other reasons we're ill, but I think that that's a large part of what illness is, um, right. then how can the medical... <laughs> Why does a medical profession help them at all? It doesn't, right? Well, you know, well, I'll go to what Dr. Bruce Lipton says because I find him to be very interesting in what he shares about transformation. Mm -hmm. He says that you can't change or shift um, or transform anything if you're in a place called protection. Okay. Now, protection is a, an experience of being in fight or flight. Uh, it doesn't have to be like you're in an anxiety attack, but it, but it's a, it's like always on. It's like the, like the, like the burner is always on a little bit, and we're all a little bit in fight or flight because of habit and learning to be in this place. Right, like a defense. So when we're, uh, say that again. Is it kind of like a like defending yourself? Yeah. Yes, you're always trying making sure that you're okay. Yeah. You're always making mm -hmm. sure that you're on guard. You're always making sure that you know something's not going to be a problem. Right. And so when we're when we're 
responding from this place, we're always in some level of fight or flight. Okay. And so because we're in that level, we're in what Bruce Lipton calls protection. And when you're in protection, you can't heal. You can't transform. Nothing will change. You have to be in what's called growth to make the change. Growth is the experience where all your cells are working perfectly. Your body knows how to transform or change what's wrong if you give it the opportunity. Yeah. And that's what quantum energy transformation does. It 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 gets you well the first ones I learned about Bruce Lipton and his understanding that you can't be in protection because I remember I went to you know I was I went to a lot of people I was having a lot of trouble with anxiety I was I, I was willing to go to anybody who said they could help me so I went to somebody who put me on a massage table and he's and he, and he waved his arms and did all sorts of um, cool things ancient healing techniques or whatever he was doing and. I remember him, he was a very nice guy. I remember him doing whatever he was doing and I left and nothing had changed. Later, I learned that the whole time that I was on that table, I was like, is he going to hurt me? Is he going to help me? I don't know. What is he doing? Why is he doing that? Well, my brain was like going crazy. And my, you know, thinking about this and thinking about that, I wasn't in a place of growth. Right. I was in a place of protection the entire time. No wonder nothing changed. Right. And so that was a real learning for me. I said, wait a second. If we must be in growth in order to change, then quantum energy transformation has to start out that way. You have okay. to be in growth first. And otherwise, I could do anything and nothing is going to work. So the, I knew that um, even before I went to the hypnosis center. And so the way that we get into growth is we start by putting our awareness at the base of our spine. Okay. By putting your awareness at the base of your spine, you go into slower energy. So if you think about a fast energy being in the head mm -hmm. and slow energy being at the base of the spine, we're slowing down the system, slowing down the energy. And if you think about it, when something is moving slower, you then have more time to respond, mm -hmm. to change, to do things. Mm -hmm. So that's where growth really makes a big difference because when we start to move the energy and you're in a slower perspective, we can actually make changes very easily because it's not going so fast where we miss it or we can't keep up with it. You know, when you're feeling anxious, for, exa for example, first of all, you need fast energy to create anxiety. You cannot create anxiety with slow energy. It's impossible. You mm -hmm. can literally never have an anxiety attack if you're always in slow energy because it requires fast energy to have an anxiety attack. So there's so, some process of slowing the energy down in the body. Exactly. So we put our attention at the base of our spine actually to do that, to slow down the energy in the body. And when you slow it down, you actually get a very fast processing speed. So in your, when you're in your head, you actually have a processing speed that is very, very slow. When you have your attention lower in the body and you've slowed everything down, you get a fast processing speed. It's kind of the opposite. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, I, I fundamentally have had difficulty believing that the divine that is under all of creation, whether you call that God or source or great spirit or great mystery, I, I just have always had a hard time believing that we're designed to suffer and that 
you know, healing is just so hard. <laughs> and oh, I'm you know, so with you. Yeah. And so it's you know, we we only we have a limited perception of what's available to us. And so, you know, like just as a minimal example, we we only see within our own visible spectrum, but there's so much more to see. We can only just see what we see, but there's so much right. more that's going on beyond our ability to see. So there's so much going on more energetically in our bodies than we know or that we've learned about. And it it's always seems to me that the closer that we are to our divine, perfect origin, like who we are, I believe that we were created to be, that this makes perfect sense that you ought to be able to use the energy in your body to to heal yourself. And I, I wonder if that's what Jesus was doing, actually. I don't know what your faith background <laughs> is, but, you know, like when he heals people, he wasn't really healing people. And maybe maybe he was grounding them, <laughs> slowing down mm -hmm. their energy, and maybe yeah. he was helping move their energy. I love your perspective. I think that's so interesting. You know, my name is Joshua, which yeah. was Jesus's original name before he became Jesus. Right, right. And so, and now I say that, but I do not pretend to or, or say that I am anything like Jesus. <laughs> but I, but I, but I am saying that that's that's something that I've always held close to my heart, um, because I feel like, you know, yes. I agree with you. I think that uh, when Jesus was was performing his healings, he was performing them through um, a much greater understanding than simply he was a healer. Do you right. know what I mean? He was right. he was using um, more of what he what like you you were just saying, which I thought was cool. Like you couldn't see certain things because we can only see through certain spectrums. He was feeling his way through and seeing things from other perspectives that other people couldn't see that through. Right. And therefore making changes. And so I feel I've done much the same for myself and, and for, for helping others in that, you know, I had to figure it out. There was nothing out there that was going to shift my issues because I tried them all and they didn't work. I mean, going through 20 different plus healing modalities and finding out that none of them, all of them helped a little, but it wasn't a full solution. And how frustrating it is mm -hmm. when you're trying to, you know, resolve a problem and it just won't resolve no matter what you do. And it's just so frustrating. And so, you know, lots of clients that come in who are just like me. And say, listen, I've been through the ringer. I've been through everything. I've tried everything and nothing is working. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I get that. And I had to create an entire modality just so that I could survive. Well, say more about that. It's just that you could survive. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, when you get anxiety attacks and you're driving your car okay, and you're, you're freaking out. Right. Um, Got it. And you don't, you, you don't know if you're going to be able to make it home. Okay. Or if you're if you're home alone and you're and and no one else is there and you have an anxiety attack and you can't get out of it, no matter what you do, you stay in anxiety for hours. I'm yeah. not talking about an anxiety attack that lasts five minutes and it's over. Right. I was in anxiety attacks for three or four hours. Wouldn't stop. Would wouldn't go away. I was just suffering, and I did believe that I didn't have to suffer. I didn't know how to get there. But I, but I did figure it out. Okay. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so very interesting. So what are you doing with this now? Do you have like a healing center? 
Yes, online I do. I, I help people through quantum energy transformation and, of course, through classes as well as uh, one-on-one um, transformation work. And, you know, the way that I, that I work with people is not through using a technique. So quantum energy transformation, interestingly enough, is not a technique, which, is, which is, goes along with what you were saying about Jesus as well. Most everybody out there is using a technique mm-hmm. to be able to make some kind of transformation happen. Technique is a very low level of change. Mm-hmm. We're making changes here at the levels of identity, spirituality, purpose. These are the higher levels of transformation. Technique is way below that. And so when you're using a technique, if all is aligned within your identity and in your spirituality and in your purpose, and if everything is already aligned, using a technique can work. Now, how long will it last? Well, sometimes for a while and sometimes for just a little bit of time. Um, it won't. It will last longer the higher level of energy that you change it at. So, for example, if my identity were that I am a person who no longer has anxiety attacks because that's just who I am, I don't get them again mm-hmm. because my identity is that of a person who doesn't have that. Okay. So we become a person who no longer requires the issues that we have. And we do that not through a technique, but through moving the energy through the body. Now, a technique would mean that you'd have to move the energy a specific way. Well, I have a trillion ways, at least, to be able to move energy at the cellular level of the body. I can, I can use my voice. I can um, guide someone to move the energy within themselves. I can actually assist them and move the energy and so many more ways. There's, there's lots of ways to do it. I have many, many different processes that will allow energy to move differently. Like, for example, if something happened between the ages of birth and three years old and you don't remember what it is, you don't have to remember. We could just clear out anything that's not serving you during right. those ages. And, and then you, you don't even have to remember any of it. Because your body remembers it, we know how to get to that energy, move it, and then you transform. So there are lots of ways to, to um, play with the energy, to create, I, I say play, really literally, because creativity and play allows us to relax more and to open up to the energy moving in our body and creates like, amazing changes. But once we get too serious about, the, the, about what we're doing, we kind of get into our head, right? Mm-hmm. And then we sabotage what, we, what we're doing and we don't get the changes. I remember one lady came in to see me and uh, I said to her, we were going to play with some things here and, and get this uh, big issue that you're dealing with to change. And she looked at me and she says, this is a serious issue. This, <laughs> is, not, this is not something to play with. <laughs> and I said, ah, this is where we start. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, this is where we start. Because I knew that if she stayed in that energy of this is very serious and, and we have to be very serious about this issue. As an identity. I knew that she was going to be in her head the whole time. Yeah. And right, her identity was that of a person who was going to keep this problem. And I right. said, we couldn't have serious, that. A serious person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we had to work on that issue first. It was beautiful. She just sort of like said that. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> 
That's so, I, so cool. That's so funny. I, I got a couple of questions. One is, uh, this is pretty elementary, but when you say moving energy, um, so I have two visuals in my mind. One is it's moving from point A to point B. Another is that it's actually vibrating and actually getting more fluid. What, what are you talking about when you say moving energy? Oh, I love the way you're thinking. So all of that. So energy, so if you think about energy, a lot of people look at energy like through meridians, where uh-huh. energy flows from one point to another through a meridian channel in the body. Uh-huh. And so when we think of it that way, there's a specific track that the energy actually moves and goes. In quantum energy transformation, we are not concerned with the track. We're concerned with, instead of unwinding the issue that was there, in a sense, it unwinds itself and it moves in all sorts of directions. It might move on a meridian channel for a moment and then leave that channel and go somewhere else. So in a sense, we're allowing the body, which is intelligent and has, um, has its own intelligence to be able to move the energy where it knows it needs to move. Now, I personally do not know where that energy needs to move because the body is the intelligence that we tap into, then we, and we ask the body to move where it needs to go to unwind this problem and to resolve it. And okay. so when we give the body the opportunity to unwind it, it does. Okay, so you're not really concerned about the disposition. You're not concerned about where it's the going. The track that it goes on, it may go on many different types of tracks, and there's all different types of energies out there that move. So it's not just emotional energy that's moving. It's also other kinds of energies that are stored in our body that need to move also. Sometimes energies need to move first before the energy we want to move moves. So uh, you're right. we're working on, right? Because <laughs> the body says, wait a second, I've got to go in this way first, right. then this way, then that way. So the way that we do it is we invite the body to have massive movement so that it does all of it very quickly. Quantum energy transformation, different than other modalities, can handle multiple aspects at the same time. Other modalities can only handle one aspect at a time. Well, you know, if you're trying to tap it out or do other things, it can take a really long time because you're having to do one aspect at a time. But with quantum energy transformation, we do multiple aspects at a time. What, what do you so, mean by aspect? Well, when somebody feels a fear, mm-hmm. there are different aspects of that fear that, 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 that are there. So, for example, somebody might start out with a fear of being alone. But that's not the that's not the only fear or the ultimate fear that's that's there. Maybe maybe there's also a fear of death, or maybe on top of that there's a fear that comes up that's more like a fear of rejection. You know, so all of these fears can be can be a part of the fear that we see. There's also fears that we don't see or experience because they're hidden to us. We think so. When I was scared to be alone, I thought the issue was I was scared to be alone. It really didn't have to do with me being being scared to be alone. It had to do with other things that happened, but just it presented itself as fear to be alone. Mm-hmm. So once I recognized uh, that I could move the energy of the fear to be alone, other types of other aspects of that fear shifted as well, 
And it changed other things in my life that I didn't even realize were a problem because they weren't presenting in that same way. Okay. Okay. What if, what if somebody, do you have people come to you who maybe they have no physical ailment, like the energy hasn't, uh, the energy that needs to move hasn't resulted in a physical ailment, but you know, they just really have a hard time maintaining um, an empowering relationship or keeping money or any of those kinds of things. Do you do you work with people like that? Oh, absolutely. I had one lady come in to see me and she could not get a job. And she says, I've done everything. She says, I, I've redone my resume for the millionth time because she she, you know, she figured I got to get that to be better because she wasn't getting the job. She went and she got um, training in how to um, be in an interview and be successful at it. She's, she was also very good at what she did. She was really, really, she was a high level executive, very good at what she did. And no matter what, when she went to get the job, she wouldn't get it. Somebody else would get it before her. Somebody else was chosen and it wasn't her ever. And she was really having a trouble because after she lost her job, she needed to have another one to replace it eventually because she was living on her savings. And she said, at some point, I won't have any savings. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've, and, th- and that's where she was. She was down to, um, you know, a lot, a lot less money than she had to begin with. And she needed my help. So I took her through a quantum energy transformation process and uh, helped her move the energy uh, from the interviews and she and, and actually we actually shifted her identity. So part of that process was for her to shift the identity of I don't get the job to the identity of I, I land the job. And so um, this process took about 20 minutes. And when she went to get the next job, she landed that job and she um, and she and she was thrilled <laughs> because she called me up and she said, I got the job. I can't believe it. And she said, your work just, just worked. Wow. Do you, do you still use hypnosis? You know, that's an interesting question. It's impossible not to use hypnosis because everything is hypnosis. Uh-huh. If you I think of it from that. That, pers- <laughs> that perspective, you know what I mean? We're all in a, some kind of a trance at some level, yep. mm-hmm. especially when we slow things down. It's hard not to be in a trance. The thing that I think about is, when I do the work that I do with people, I'm, I'm not counting on the language patterns to shift the problem. I'm moving the energy in the body. Do I use language patterns that support that? Yes. Or that support the person as well? Yes. Do you see what I mean? So, so it's, it's, not, the, it's not the number one way we're, we're shifting it because it's much faster to do it through the quantum way. But I, I, I use everything that I've got to help someone. So I, I don't hold back and say, wait a second, I can't use that because, because we're using quantum. Of course, I can use language patterns at the same time that support them in shifting the unconscious to be in alignment with what we're doing. Right. So, you know, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a unity minister and unity is really founded on all sorts of principles about how, you know, we, we hold the power. First of all, the divine is within us and that we hold the power to create our lives. And we, uh, so, so I, I'm really... I'm really well versed in all that, but what's a little different is um, I think what's missing a little bit in unity is this focus on the body because uh, the founders of unity really were about the mind and changing your mind, changing your beliefs, changing your thoughts, which you can do. And when you do that, everything changes. But 
you, if you don't heal the trauma, you change your, your mind, you change your thought, but then the old thought comes back. I just wrote a blog on this. The old thought keeps coming yeah. back. And you got to change it again. The old thought keeps coming back because you you've not changed that root, you know, th the three-year-old who created that thought. You haven't really moved exactly. anything there. Um, so I've always talked about inner child work, but this, this quantum movement of energy is a little, uh, sounds different. Um, so do you, you don't, you don't feel though that you, in your practice, you don't feel like you have, the person has to go back and revisit the feelings and who they were, the three-year-old, the five-year-old, the seven-year-old that was embarrassed, whatever. You don't feel like that's necessary. Is that right? We don't revisit Okay. We, we engage the energy and okay. we move the energy um, okay. so that when you move it, you, um, shift, you shift it so that it's no longer the same. Right. And it's, and it's, we also raise its frequency, by the way. Whenever you move energy through a transformation, the energy frequency raises. So, for example, if you have depression stored in the cellular structure of your body, well, when it moves, it no longer will leave a depression once it moves. Because we're raising its frequency. Depression, when you raise its frequency, can't stay as depression because it's, it's at a certain frequency. Okay. <laughs> it has to do that. And then what we do is we move the energy in the body, and that creates a shift in the beliefs, the values, the attitudes, the, the things that we, um, that, that we, try to, we try to change those things. Like you were talking about, we try to change those things. Um, and when we try to do that, like we try to change our thoughts, for example, I find that to be very frustrating. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. man, I just had that thought again. Oh, I can't stop I having that thought. You know, and, and it's, and it's sort of like the fly you can't get rid of. Right, it's like, exactly. I can't stop thinking this thought. What do you mean change my thought? Right, that sounds, right. And I, and, I, and I certainly have tried it. Well, then you can say things like affirmations over and over and over and over and over again. And, and, and then you're like, well, when I stop saying the affirmation, then the thought comes back. And you're like, right. why are you just doing this? It gets very frustrating. So when we move the energy in the body, at the cellular structure of the body, then it actually changes that thought from showing up anymore. And it also raises your energy frequency. And when you raise your energy frequency to a certain point, you're higher than the negative thoughts exist. So you can't even have negative thoughts at all. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I know that the way I was trained is you can train, you, you change your thoughts, but you, your affirmations are, are supposedly supposed to, <laughs> supposed to work on the unconscious or subconscious mind. And if you can get to that, then you can change it. But I, I, I think we're talking about the same thing, except for it is important to go through the energy of the body in order to change the subconscious mind, because that's where it is, right? I mean, it's, the, the subconscious yeah. is, is uh, I think, I think it's kind of hanging out in these, these energy pockets of the body. Is that right? Yeah, because if you try to change the thoughts themselves, well, now we're talking about that technique thing I was talking about yeah, earlier. Right, you're, right. And you're doing the technique over and over again. I mean, you really have to do that technique multiple times over and over and over right. and over again. And, and maybe eventually it will change um, as long as everything else is in alignment. If something's out of alignment, it may never change. But with, when you change it from the body perspective at the higher levels of change, like, for example, changing the identity, if the person is, 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 has negative thoughts. They become a person who is negative. And therefore, that's the identity that they take on in their life, and, and they can't seem to shake it. Right. But if it's... you shift that, I'm now a person who no longer has um, negativity or negative thoughts. Th that's who they are in essence. That's, their, that's literally who they are. Then 
the behavior changes. They're no longer going to have those negative thoughts. Okay. So what about people who have um, conditions in their body that are caused by poor eating, bad habits, um, smoking, drugs, you know, things like that? Because um, mm. I don't know that all. I, I mean, you you could correct me. You can you can disagree with me, but I I I'm thinking through what is dis-ease, and I can see that it is largely trauma, and I can also see it's these things that we do, which is also probably based on trauma. <laughs> you yeah. know, if we eat too much, or if we you know we abuse our bodies, <laughs> but also you know we we're conditioned in this world that about certain diets, certain kinds of foods. We're, we're trained by our, by our moms and dads as babies that, you know, you eat this and not that. And so a lot of things we're just conditioned to do that over time can harm the organs and the operations of our body. And I'm just wondering if, if that's a different kind of healing or if that's where medicine comes in for you. Well, I find it interesting when we have physical issues because whether it, whether it happens through drugs, and I have to say, I've seen countless number of people who have, who have smoked pot, for example, mm-hmm. who say now they have anxiety and they didn't have it before they smoked pot. Mm-hmm. And I thought, isn't that interesting that what seems to be what they wanted to use to change their state <laughs> or calm them down has now given them an ailment. And so um, I've been successful with helping people move the energy in the body that caused that reaction by smoking pot so they no longer have the anxiety. Honestly, the truth of the matter is, well, if you don't do that, if you don't smoke the pot, um, then you then you don't run the risk of having anxiety. And right. I don't know why this happens, but there must be a chemical situation that happens. And while they're in this, while they're in this uh, state of, of, um, this high that they get from the pot, uh, sometimes things malfunction in their mind. They start thinking differently or having obsessive thoughts or having some kind of a a thought that creates a problem and therefore they get anxious. Um, Yes, it's, it's reversible. We can, we can work on that and shift it. Uh, But it's so much easier just not to cause the problem in the first place. Right. Just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. But what about like a stroke or something like that? Is that something that you can work with if somebody's had a stroke? Yeah, I've actually had a student. I haven't worked with stroke patients. That's not something that I've specialized in. But I have had students of mine work with stroke patients, and they've been very successful with Alzheimer's and stroke and and those kinds of things where they Mm. can get them to um, improve um, greatly, um, not necessarily back to uh, where they were before the stroke or, or since the Alzheimer's, but they were able to make some, some big progress in, in what they were doing. So um, that's not, not really a niche of mine, but definitely I've seen it, I've seen it work. Okay, interesting. When I think what we were talking about before, the pot smokers or the people who are um, abusing their bodies with, you know, just... Um, the the un- unnatural foods I should say or or drugs right. or uh, too much of something excess and all of that I I I I really feel like this all all of it all of this all of it goes back to if we knew who we were I mean honestly at the soul level the the divine amazing beings that we were if we understood that you know we are 
we are <laughs> we are divine beings. I'll just put I'll just put it that way. Uh, we would know we would know what to eat, what not to eat, how to how to treat our bodies, mm. how to move the energy in the bodies, how to stay healthy. We would know that. And it's really, we're just so far fallen away from, talk about identity, Joshua. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the core identity. You know, who are we? Are we measly human beings who just get sick all the time and have problems and these things happen to us? Or are we powerful divine beings that really have so much more power than we know and that really health and wholeness is our birthright? Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great that's a great statement you just said there. That's awesome. I think that hits identity, spirituality, and purpose. <laughs> yeah. I believe we're divine beings and that we are guided. And I believe in my life I've been um, guided in, in many, many ways. You know, I used to have other issues, too. I used to have migraine headaches. I don't get them anymore. I used to have um, attention deficit disorder, dyslexia. All of that has been changed because I moved the energy in my body to create a different experience. Um, I found it interesting when I was a kid, though. They, I was going to a new high school. It was a special high school for um, kids with learning disabilities when I, was in, when I was in high school. And they tested me. And they, they tested me in math. And so I took their test, and when I, when I was done with the uh, test, they, they put me in the senior class because the way that the school worked was they put you at the level in which you were working at, not by a grade. Uh-huh. And so when I, when I was in the senior class, and then I was kind of failing at what they were having me try to comprehend. And so I intuited all the answers. <laughs> so oh. I, I, I didn't know how to do that math, but they thought that I did because I passed the test with flying colors. But I well, must have multiple choice because <laughs> often you have to show your work in math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I had given them the right answers, but I didn't know how I got the, those right answers. So it was very interesting and realized, wow, how guided we really are in life when we can, when we really you know, put our, put our energy to something, we could really create something, even if you don't know how you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think my life has been based on figuring it out, you know, figuring out how am I going to get out of this anxiety, figuring out how am I going to pass this test, figuring out how am I going to move forward in my life. I think we are so guided that we really just have to listen. And, you know, most of the time I was listening, I, I know there's sometimes I wasn't, but most of the time I was listening and discovering what's, what's next and where do I go next and, and how do I live my life better? And I've, and I've found the answers the most, most of the time. Would you think that empaths and intuitives are people who just listen well? Well, I think we listen at all, at all levels. Uh-huh. As an empath, okay. um, we get information from so many different places. Okay. I get information from the spirit world. I get information from what's happening in the world. Um, you know, I can sense when things are in the world are not going really well. I feel it in my body. Um, right, you don't so watch TV, right? You don't watch TV. I do not need to. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I do not watch. I do not watch the news. At least let's okay. just say that I That's do not watch the yeah. news. I don't either. Um, I stay away from that because it's it's. Um, I already know, in a sense, whether whether it's okay or not okay or what's going on. Um, I actually intuited September 11th. When the planes went into okay. um, the into Military. the um, 
The World Trade Center. The World Trade Center, yeah. yeah. And also um, near me, because I was in Virginia at the time, um, at the Pentagon. When the Pentagon was hit, I wasn't far from it. Okay. I actually had worked at the Pentagon. Um, not not at that time, but uh, years before that, I worked at the Pentagon. I couldn't believe that something had hit the Pentagon. I was like, I worked there. That's crazy. And so, but when that happened, before that happened, I was I was getting anxiety attacks, um, specifically um, at night, um, telling me that something was going on. And I and I figured it out. And then when I looked at the TV. Um, I saw that morning when it happened. I said, um, and then, and then, by the way, the anxiety those those specific anxiety attacks stopped. Hmm. So I was I was getting that there was a problem. I had to I had to take some actions, which I did, and it was it was um, it was really wow. It was it was an amazing it was an amazing thing to have realized that I was I was getting intuition about that incident before it happened knowing that I shouldn't go out in a plane or do anything like that, you know? So you're, so an empath or um, intuitive listens at all levels. Do you think all of us have that capability or just using them? Or do you think some people just have that and others don't? Oh, I love that question. You know, my students are interesting because I would, I would sit with my students and I would say, okay, your energy is located right there in your stomach. Oh no, now it moved to your chest. Now, you know, I would, I would know exactly where the energy is moving and what's happening. And then they would say to me, well, Joshua, you're the only one that can do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, I'm not. You can do it, too. Mm-hmm. So I would put my students in a position where either they're going to use their intuition or they would fail, right? They, they have to do one or the other. And so I put them in the position where they're going to intuit it like I do. And I've never found a student who couldn't do it, whether they were an empath or not that couldn't know where the energy was flowing in the body of somebody else that they were working with. So all of my students that have taken my practitioner programs have the ability to sense and feel the energy, whether they're an empath or not. Well, they had to shift their identity, right? <laughs> well, I remember very distinctly this, this woman was, was like, Joshua, only you can do it. Only you can do it. Uh-huh. And that's what they used to say about Jesus. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, you can do it too. That's what Jesus and, said too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And so then I showed her how to do it. And at first, you know, she was kind of clunky at it. But, you know, when we learn anything, we're kind of clunky at it. Right. And eventually, she was able to feel energy. And she was telling me all sorts of stuff. She says, Joshua, I can feel it now. I can feel it. And she was showing me how, like, we, we, I, I would do a session with a client. And she would be in the room. And then she was sensing all different things that were happening. Oh, my feet got cold. Oh, I can feel what, they're, what they were feeling when, they, when you asked them about this incident. I mean, all this stuff she was intuiting in the uh-huh. moment. And we would talk about it after the, after, the, after the client left and for her learning, right? So she would learn how to, how to do this more easily. She said, I, I never would have believed it that I was able to do this, but I'm able to do this brilliantly. And she's not an she's not an empath. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. She she can Maybe do it, but she she's not. It. <laughs> she can Maybe do it, but she's she not. It. Now. Maybe but she's she now. Wasn't when we started. <laughs> okay, great. All right, so the um, so we talked about uh, illness induced by trauma, and then we've talked about uh, illness by you know choices and habits and whatnot. Um, the the last thing is like external external um, stimuli, like um, poison or. Uh, 
electromagnetic frequencies. A lot of people are concerned about 5G and the impact that these electromagnetic frequencies have on us. Um, I'm really interested in what your thoughts are on that and how those kinds of things impact the energy uh, packets in the body. I find it interesting. Um, you know, when the cell phone first came out, you know, there was lots of, lots of things. Around the, around the time that the first and second iPhone came out, a lot of my uh, students were having problems with, with this electrical energy, especially if they had laptops. That also was a problem, too. Uh -huh. And so they were feeling very um, victimized by this energy. And so I would work with them with the energy of the cell phone or their, or their laptop and shift how they respond to it. You see, everything is a response. Now, by the way, we didn't have cell phones or at least when I was born, there weren't any cell phones. And so we're evolving um, about that. And most people are not handling the cell phone energy very well or microwave energy because all of that's the same kind of energy. Right. But what I was realizing was that I could get my students to deal with the cell phone energy very differently than they were so that it evolved their energy so that they didn't get weaker by the cell phone. You know, a lot of people have these cell phone chips that they put on their phone. Right, right. And when you, when you uh, test someone, you can do an energy test or what people call a muscle test. Uh -huh. And when you do that kind of a testing while they hold the phone, they're always weak. But when you put the, the little, um, the little uh, protecting, there's different types of them. Some are stickers, some are all different types of protecting um, things that you can put on your phone. When they do that, <clears throat> then they typically are strong after that because they're not absorbing the energy in the same way. So even without one of those, I've, I've been able to be very successful with clients to teach them how to go into what I call being quantum, okay. which is an energy, a way of shifting your energy so that you're really, really grounded, you're, you're open, and you're protected during what, we could, what Dr. Lipton would probably call growth. So when you're in that growth state, they and I would, do that, I would go ahead and do that muscle test with them, they would be strong and they wouldn't be susceptible to the cell phone or the computers that they were sitting in front of. So they, they stopped having those issues because I taught them how to do that. I too, I, I don't have any problem with um, these, these energies, but also fluorescent lights are terrible. Oh gosh, um, I have a hard time with fluorescent lights. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. I couldn't stand them. I could see yeah. fluorescent lights blinking. Most people can't, but yeah. I, for some reason, yeah. I have the ability to see them blinking, which is annoying. So I'm sitting in a class, you know, because when I was a kid, they only had fluorescent lights. That was yeah. all we had because <laughs> it was energy safe or something. It was terrible. They were cheap. I'm sitting there and the whole room is blinking. And I'm like, they're like, why can't you pay attention? Well, please. I don't know. The whole room is you blinking. Like you're being interrogated in, in a prison. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> so uh, thank God I don't have any in my home. But, you know, I learned to shift the energy. So I started to test people under fluorescent lighting even. And then they would always be weak. And then I taught them how to be quantum. And then all of a sudden, that weakness went away. They were able to stand in front of the, the lights and not have it be, be a problem. So I'm, I'm able to actually be under fluorescent lights and have it no, not be an issue. And my clients and students can do the same. Interesting. But yeah. I'd rather not use it anyway. You know, better, better not to have to. But if you have to have a situation where you have no choice, where you have to, I mean, we can't live without our cell phones, it seems, these days. You know, um, We have it in our pockets. We carry it around everywhere. We might as well not respond poorly to it, you know? Because it's part of life now. It's the way that we're 
we're we're moving forward with with these gadgets, yeah. computers, lighting, everything. So strengthening our energy and evolving our energy so that we can be strong to things that seem to be negative to us is a good thing. And I think as we learn to do that, then, you know, if you think about the morphogenetic field, then everybody will start to have that same experience where they're, even without being taught, they'll be able to be stronger to cell phones, just like my students are. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about that where our bodies are evolving as technology evolves. And part of me, you know, is, is much more excited about the idea of of moving in the other direction, going back to the earth, <laughs> than mm-hmm. than than all this AI and and uh, EMF and all that that's out there. It, it, I mean, it is happening, and it, is, it feels like it's happening. I mean, it's it's not anything that well. I'll let that go. It's it's it is the direction in which humanity seems to be going. I also think we may have a choice at some point and go. You know what? You know, maybe maybe the cell phone isn't really enhancing my life, and maybe it's just another addiction, and maybe I don't need this anymore, and I can go back to, or not go back, go forward in another way of communicating. Because, well, if we're in past, we can communicate telepathically. So why do we even need cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> True. There you go. So, yeah. Very interesting how how technology causes other problems that we have, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We think it's a great thing, but it's also causing issues and problems that we have to deal with. And and I've I, I do work with people who come in and say I can't I can't have a cell phone because yeah. I can't hold it in my hand very long. One lady vibrates so much holding the cell phone, um, she couldn't use it, so she stopped she stopped carrying it. But I taught her how to shift her energy, so now she can carry a cell phone and use one. Um, yeah, it's hard to know who's it's... the evolved ones, the ones who've evolved to carry it, the ones who've evolved to going, you know what, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, there are different so, evolutions. Right? Yeah, they're different. We're on different tracks right now. <laughs> so, um, Joshua, I want to I wrap up some. So I want to I give you the opportunity to um, say what you want to say about your work and um, how people will contact you and any, anything that I might not have asked that you didn't get a chance to speak about. Absolutely. Well, I believe that everybody has the ability to transform their life and live the life they've truly dreamed to live. I think that we are guided to be able to live that life. And I also think sometimes obstacles get in our way and we don't necessarily see them as gifts, but we look at them as obstacles. And sometimes that doesn't um, land good for us. Because we think instead of that, we think of it as a problem rather than an evolution. Mm-hmm. So when I work with people, I help them realize that they are really guided and that as we move forward through our life, we look at things, those obstacles, as a part of the journey. And instead of responding and reacting to them in negative ways, that we could actually shift the, the energy in our body to create a new experience for ourselves and navigate life differently. And so the power of doing that is really amazing because anything truly is possible when we're in the quantum field and can create a different way of life. I know for myself, you know, not having these ailments and issues that I had, I mean, I used to have all sorts of issues. I have pain in my hands. I no longer have that. I had, you know, dyslexia and attention deficit disorder. I'm a very, very focused person. I don't have any of those issues anymore and or, or issues with reading. So it's amazing how I've been able to do this when 
when you know people would tell you, well, you can't you can't do that. You know, you can't get rid of uh, dyslexia. That's impossible. Or you can't stop having ADD. You used to have ADD. You know, people would tell me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't have. Let's just say I don't have any symptoms of ADD anymore. It's just done. I, I'm 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 done with it. I don't need to. Um, prove it to anybody I know for myself that I'm I'm very focused and it's wonderful. And also, one of the things that we tend to have an issue with is overwhelm. A lot of times we get overloaded and overwhelmed, especially if you're an empath. And even if you're not, there's enough going on for everybody to really be going crazy in their head from all of what's happening. So I have this free gift I'd like to give your audience called Let Go of Overload and Overwhelm. It's a whole body transformation experience, and it will help you move the energy in your body to eliminate the overwhelm that you're experiencing in that moment or even experienced um, on another day. So, for example, if yesterday was a, was a difficult day and you were really overwhelmed, you can release yesterday's issues or even whenever you were feeling overwhelmed. I like to use it when I'm, when I'm feeling overwhelmed in the moment because it instantly removes that overwhelm and gets you back on track. So it's, it's wonderful. So I, I'm going to, you'll have the link for them. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll put all your links on the podcast episode page when it's published. And, um, just, I, this is a really fun conversation. I really appreciate your willingness to come on and engage with me and, and, um, just create this conversation. And, and I'm sure that, People will be blessed. The right and perfect people will will hear this message. <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the conversation too, and I love your questions because they really brought up some nuances about transformation and healing and and the things that you know we might not ordinarily think of, but but they're kind of in the in the back of our head anyway. So it's it's pretty amazing. Oh, also, I want to share my website. You can go to beingquantum.com. That would be www.beingquantum.com. And when you go there, you'll be able to see all the things that they offer. Okay, wonderful. And I'll have that also on the podcast page. So, um, all right. Thank you, Joshua, for being with me today. Um, and I now close the spiritual forum. Thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about us, check out thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. We're a nonprofit corporation and depend solely on donations from people like you. If you find that you're benefiting from your listening, we encourage you to donate on our website, thespiritualforum.org. Our music is by Matt Nelson. Sound engineering is by Mark Jaschelski.